0: My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This, this is Steven, and I just wanted to share.
1: You should always be in a place where you're celebrated. Life is too short to stay somewhere and we're the
0: If you cannot help a person, wow. don't hurt them. Especially with
2: just whole essences that bring out the best in other people. Something
1: that touches other people, and that's what your show does. It doesn't. It's not just conversation as you started. It. it actually has a purpose.
0: your new morning show where Real Talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I want to tell you that our show today is going to be a touching show, a relevant show, a necessary show, and it is inspired by what's happening this month. And not only should we recognize it this month, but we should recognize it every month, every day, every hour, every minute of the year because it is something that directly impacts people. You know, I read this week that it said that four women will experience domestic violence. I said, What? What? Really? One in four women will experience experience domestic violence. So I read that this week, and I was out um, a few days ago celebrating some birthday event with some of my close friends, and I looked around the room full of women, and I thought that it's probably about five or six women in this room that have had an experience with domestic violence. Now, I'm in a room full of powerful, powerful women. I can't imagine this happening to anyone based on their characteristics, based on their presence. But yet you feel the experience is reported, and it's there. So that doesn't mean that they were directly victim. on it, but somehow someone in their family, a friend, or someone
1: knows has had an experience with domestic
0: violence. So we're going to be talking about that today. We have a phenomenal woman in the cafe who's brave enough to share her story with us. Which Brandon and I will be kicking it with her in the cafe as we talk about her book, a little bit about her story. And and you know, I, I can't put y'all out there without giving you some hope, uh, some tools, some resources to kind of work through these things. So we will have uh, one of our sponsors, which is certainly professional counseling, who's also in the cafe with us. They're right out of College Park in, in the Georgia area, and the professional counselor there will be here on the cafe with us today, sharing some tips, tools, that you can use to get out of your situation. So today, we're going to focus on getting out and staying out. But before doing so, let me bring on my right-hand man to say good morning to our video audience. Rand B. What's up, B? How are you? What up? What's good, though?
2: So she was going to do the whole show without me. What's up with that? Oh, man. Waiting all that long time to bring the brand man on. How you doing? i was getting so emotional. I'm getting so emotional. I'm glad you had to tap me on my
0: shoulder. Like, hey, hey, dude, look, look. It's just, look. You got a partner. Look.
2: Hey, look. Keen work. Keen work. But um, let me tell you. This, this week, so I, I've been noticing. Like, so everybody everybody knows. Um, but let me let me let me start off by saying this. Shout out to the Scorpios and the Levers, because I'm like I'm a hybrid. So shout out to the Scorpios and the Libras. Virgos, your time has now passed. It is our time. I don't want to see any more memes about Virgo is the best and season, Virgo season is all year round. Nope, stop. Libra Scorpio time, and thank you. With that being said, it's been six months since I've been married, soy. My birthday is going to make six months since I've been married. Can you believe? It? And then, I mean, of course, who would have thought I was going to get married? But, you know, whatever. So, um, I just, we had a funny little situation. I'm just i I'm not going to take up, I'm not going to get too crazy, but I had to tell you, soy. Soy, we, we broke the bed. Did you hear me? Oh, my Lord.
0: Oh my God! Broke
2: yeah. the bed. Yeah, yeah, we broke it. Everybody's been all crazy about you know when are y'all gonna have babies? When are y'all gonna have a kid? When are y'all gonna do? And well, we got a little out of control. Kind of broke the bed. Like it's it's a huge bed, so it's like you know steel frames and everything, and boom, boop, broke. All right, that's all I got. That's the well, well, that's the um. I can't get into details, you know. I can't I can't get into the details.
0: Well, I hope no one got
2: hurt. Um, actually, we both laughed and then finished and and then you know went to sleep <laughs> on a broken bed. It's like broke broke. Like you ever see those houses like in Florida that get sunken into those like holes that just pop up out of nowhere like that. Look like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, but
0: well, hey, well, the good know, news is, I is know, that. Know I take from that that. What people should take from that is that you can laugh through your pain. You
2: know, that's what that means. You can laugh through your pain. Laugh at it. Well, we wasn't
0: in pain at all. I, I, I promise you
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So just saying. <laughs> but, so, when I, you know, with with all that past, and I just I really honestly I just had to share it. But with all that past, tell me, who do we have in the cafe with us? I mean, you kind of did just mention it, but now you can officially mention it.
0: Well, in the cafe with us, Brandon is uh, a brave, courageous woman by the name of Judith, and, and she has written a book titled. Give me back my now, here's a book. Now, in the book she describes her 80-year relationship with an abusive man defined as a narcissistic person. So we're going to hear from her this point I A little bit about the story. And she shares us why she wrote this book, and she wants to empower other women In contact and to start the process of getting out. Let's welcome to the cafe, Pia Phillips. Good morning, Pia. How are you?
1: Good morning, good morning, good morning. I am well. How are you? I'm
0: doing awesome. I'm doing awesome. We appreciate that so much.
2: Good.
1: Good morning, Brandon.
2: Good morning. How are you?
1: I am fabulous. Thank you.
2: All right. So, um, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Tell us, tell us, and our listeners a little bit about you, and um, you know, really quick, your story to help, help us understand your story a little bit.
1: A little bit about me. I am in my fifties, so I've had a little bit of experience uh, when it comes to life and and uh, relationships, so I thought. I'm a mother of two sons. I am a public health educator, a speaker, and an author. As far as my story goes, I have witnessed a lot of domestic abuse in my family ever since I was a little girl, raised by my grandmother. And I actually saw a man, her boyfriend, put a knife to her throat, and he told her, I will kill you. And he was going to do it, and I screamed, and he stopped. I have seen my own mother get shot. I have seen my aunts and cousins get beaten and cut and bruised. And I said, when I was a little girl, I said, you know, I am never going to let a man do that to me. The word abuse was not something that we said in those days. It wasn't a catchphrase. But I always said, I ain't going to never let a man put his hands on me like that. And as I grew up, I would always question, why do you stay? Why won't you leave? He is still beating on you. He was beating on you when I was a little girl. What's the problem? And I judged them with the based on the knowledge that I had witnessed with my own eyes and in my immature mind because I had not experienced that. And I purposed that I was going to live my life like that. And then one day, my Prince Charming galloped into my life on his white speed and uh, swept me off my feet. And he was everything that I had always hoped and and uh, dreamt that uh, the man of my dreams would be. Well, I didn't know that he was an abuser. He wasn't a physical abuser, but I quickly realized that um, there was another type of abuse too, and that is emotional abuse and mental abuse. And people ask me so, all the time, "What do you think is worse, Brandon?" That's
2: a good question. I mean, I so. What do I think is worse? I mean, I think they're equally. I think they're equally bad. And I mean, I'm sure bad is relative to most people. But I mean, physically, you know, being a shot is just something that you can never take away. You know what I'm saying? And, and I get that. But um, if somebody can influence how you think about yourself and how you see yourself, and the most prettiest individual uh, look in the mirror and see themselves as ugly, that can actually be worse. But I mean, being nothing—you know—nothing trumps being shot, you know, or, or having your face cut. Um, you know, you can't really change that. Your perception of yourself, um, which is dictated through an abuser, can be adapted. You see what I'm saying? So I, I would say that physical abuse on an extreme level may be worse than emotional abuse or, um, you know, spiritual abuse even in this particular situation. Now, on extreme levels, I don't think that one is greater than the other because extreme levels can literally drive somebody to commit suicide and so on and so forth, at which point, you know, it's the absolute worst possible scenario. So that's that's how I see it. But, but let me ask you this.
0: When, but, uh, when, uh, when, when friends, a Prince
2: Charming... Yeah, friends, go ahead. Before you add this comment on, on that part, I, I, I would agree and
0: disagree because I think, I think pain is pain. You know, hurt is hurt. Um, there are certain degrees of it because it, it may pierce, but when you're in pain, you're in pain. And I think there's just one abuse, which is abuse. Um, they say that the mind is a powerful thing to waste. And, of course, our our mental ability and stability can change a lot of things about us. It can change our perception. You know, um, sometimes it can even change our ability to feel things because, our mind has just taken over. You know, sometimes people have had some kind of trauma happen to them I and they didn't even feel it. You know, they were running with gunshot wounds. They were still swinging after someone had, had, had hit or knocked them down, even knocked them out. So our mind is very powerful. But I think that in terms of PS question, which, which is worse, I think they're equally detrimental because they can destroy you. Um, so pain, I think mental abuse, physical abuse, it is abuse. It is it, it it's abuse. Abuse. So so, Peter, in your book, which which I love, you you mentioned um um and I want to spend about five minutes or so talking about it. We got a lot of content to move through, but, but I did want to hear your perspective on a narcissist person. You mentioned that a lot of your struggles and and your um, what you experienced came from this guy. Who had this narcissistic behavior? And I'm gonna, I, I, when I met you and we talked about that, I thought that was something that was worth sharing uh, on the show. So, can you explain to us what a narcissist is?
1: Okay. I look at a narcissistic person, one who struggles with narcissistic personality disorder, as a person who uses the stolen energy from other people to validate themselves. And when I say stolen energy, it's because that's exactly what they're going to do. When they set their sights on a target, they're doing it for a reason. They need the attention, the validation, the credibility from other people. They use this as food to make themselves feel better about themselves because they do not feel good about themselves. There is a mistaken definition out there that narcissistic people only love themselves. They only care about themselves, and that's only half true. They do only care about themselves, but they don't love themselves. That's where the problem is. They have been taught and told that they are worthless, unlovable, they have no value, and no self-worth. And they were taught that through childhood adversity at a very young age. It was never corrected. They never had the opportunity to develop healthy emotions. They never had the ability to develop healthy self-esteem because of the adversity that was going on in their homes. So in their minds, because of what was shown to them, a lack of love, rejection, uh, abandonment from parents, typically narcissistic parents. Maybe some of the parents were on drugs or maybe some of the parents were incarcerated or maybe they paid a lot of attention to the other sibling and neglected that particular child. They grew up believing a lie that they were not worthy because my parents didn't love me. And so that just develops into what we see as that dark person. So the only way to calm down and silence that voice, psychiatrists call it the superego, that's partly true, but it's something else behind that as well. But it tells them all the time, you are not worthy. And so the only way that they can make that voice be quiet, they have to go and seek out someone else to tell them, oh, you are so handsome. Oh, I just love you. Oh, my God, where have you been all my life? And they are just leeching and sucking all of that positive energy from you. Now, they're going to keep giving it back to you until they get you right where they want you to. That's a narcissist. It looks real good in the beginning, but it will become the most toxic circle that you will ever involve yourself in. And he doesn't even have to lay his hand on you. Some narcissists are physically abusive. Thank God mine was not. But the emotional and the mental that he put on me—if I didn't put my own self in check—he um, would have gotten me, and he would have gotten me good. So I'm, I'm really glad that I was able to break free from that. Oh wow! Well, you
0: know what? When uh, let's pause right there. I want to bring on Miss um, um, Andy Winfield. She is the a licensed professional counselor who has had over 20 years of service. And the her practice is Certainly Professional Counseling, um, and she's one of our sponsors. They are great support of the, of the show. As you know, we talk about a lot of emotional, um, physical, and psychological issues on the show, and we'd like to have some support, some counselors and therapists to support these things that people are going through. So she's always been um, a supporter of the show. So I want to bring her on. I want to hear what she has to say clinically about narcissistic people and their behavioral patterns. Welcome to the cafe, Candy. How are you this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for Good inviting morning, me.
1: Candy. Good morning, Candy. Good
0: morning, Candy. Good morning. She described it very well. Um, and I think people need to understand that there is such a thing as a narcissistic personality disorder which is a bona fide diagnosable mental disorder. And so it's not something that uh, is fleeting. Uh, Basically, it makes up the characteristic of of the person, and they're often described as arrogant, self-centered, manipulative, and demanding. Um, And as she described, they're incapable of healthy relationships because most of the dynamics in the relationship, they are they are unable to express empathy or remorse, and so you don't have a reciprocal healthy relationship. They have a need for admiration, and as she says, they kind of build you up to get what they want, and then when you're there, it just kind of flips. Um, and again, it just creates a very very unhealthy dynamic in terms of trying to deal with them and being in relationship with them. And it's so ingrained that that is who they are. And I think what happens is, unfortunately, women, sometimes we think if I love them enough or if I do this, they will be who I want them to be. And so you have to understand and know when you're dealing with a narcissist because for the most part, it does not change. I I have a question. At what
2: point does this does, does the negative side happen? Because as she said and as, as we've seen in the past, the whole French Charming thing comes in um, or comes into effect, and you're like, oh, this is perfect. So at what point do you start seeing? Like, what are the signs? I guess what I'm asking is what are the signs? What am I looking for um, in knowing that I'm dealing with a narcissistic person? Because it seems like as long as everything is all good on their end, then everything is going to be fine. So at what point do you start to spot the narcissist in that, that person? What, when do you see that? And, and, and now that you're saying that it's not, you know, solely, um, it's not solely based on just physical, um, action that it can be emotional. How do you know when you're being, you know, how do you know when you're being like mind fornicated in that situation? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um,
0: I think a woman has to be aware and know what a healthy relationship is. When someone is pulling and draining and not meeting your needs, because we are we in a relationship to get our needs met. And when you're in a relationship with a narcissist, none of your needs are being met. So that's the first sign. It's all, it does become all about them. Um Again, kind of in terms of the dynamics, it's just be a lot, it's very draining. You've probably dealt with people, and then after they leave, you just felt like a Mack truck hit you. It just takes so much out of you. Um, yeah. They have this sense of entitlement that, again, you should be doing this for me. And so there, there is, a, I guess, an emotional draining that happens that, again, if someone is caring about you and loves you, uh, and the relationship is healthy it's a give and take, and when you need something i'm able to to provide that for you and meet and i 'm willing to meet your needs but again, if every time I need something, you can turn it around and make it my fault where i 'm always feeling and kind of questioning myself and that 's what happens that's one of the major signs he, The person is always making you second guess yourself. And you have to pay attention to what you feel in your gut and what you know. And when you're always questioning that because of what they say or what they do, that's a, that's a red flag. And they often do that. They make you second guess what you know and what you feel. And so that can be a sign. Okay, wait a minute. Let me back up a little bit. What's going on here?
2: <laughs> okay. And 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 now, is there any is there any period at which point, I mean, you know, you, you study, you study this though. So is there any period at which point, you know, is, is, is generally the period or the time when you'll start to see it? So like, is it a three month? Um, is it a, is, is it right around the year mark? You know, like, the, is,
0: is it time specific at all? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. I think that, um, it, one of the factors that determines that is how much you give them to be able to manipulate you. And what I mean by that is oftentimes um, a woman will disclose way too much too early, what she needs, what she wants, uh, how she wants it, you know where she wants to live, all these things, all this information. And so they take that information and basically package themselves to be exactly what you want. And so the woman is saying, oh, this is, this is it. This is him. Everything I've wanted, everything I've dreamed of, he's, he's saying and he's doing. So if you go in giving too much information, it can happen relatively quickly. Right. So, no, there is not a, a time that these characteristics, and she can kind of speak to that as well, you know, being having been in a relationship with someone. I don't think there's a. Set amount
1: of time. Absolutely, okay. there there Listen. is no set amount of time. Just to piggyback on what Candy um, said, you these you have to understand that these people, their baseline is from childhood. So the, over the course of their years, they have learned how to push the buttons of women. And I'm speaking, you know, in context of narcissistic men. Females can be narcissists too, but they know how to push the buttons of, a, of of women. Most women want the same thing. So they already know. They want to be loved. They want to be paid attention to. They want, you know, all of that fluffy stuff. So they're going to give you all of the fluff, too. You ask, how would you know? One of the times uh-huh. too, is that they lack empathy. You can be talking to a narcissist, and let's just say your your auntie, she passed away, And um, it was unexpected, and you are just floored, and you're talking to me. What happened? What happened, honey? My auntie, she just died, and she was in a horrible accident. Oh, she just died? Yeah, she just died, and I don't know. The family is coming over, and I don't know. I'm just so, I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, You know, I remember when my daddy had died when I was younger, and I can remember how my mother acted then. Oh, you know what? Um, I'll call you back because my break is over.
2: Oh. <laughs> it's okay. like yeah, that's, and it's that's a pretty
1: even, clear determination it, right there. Yeah, even no if empathy, goes no, to the no funeral, remorse. You, if he goes to the funeral with you, mm. I'm telling you, he's not there for you or the person that passed away. He is there to see how much attention will be given to him. He will not shed a tear. Wow. He will not. He will not act like the typical person would that is remorseful and grieving because they cannot connect emotionally to that kind of feeling. Another indicator is that they will become enraged over the most simplest things, and you will just. I mean, you could be coming down the stairs. Hey, honey, how you doing? Well, well, why are you an hour late? I called you and told you that you know I was in traffic. You didn't get the voicemail, and just take that, take that little molehill, and multiply it by a thousand, and now you are in Armageddon.
0: Wow! And they will
1: not
2: stop. And so, so that's definitely a clear indication. But but let me let me ask this: soy, in all of your relationships. Have you ever experienced anything like this, and, and, and what do you have to say about those things? Because, like, I mean, it's, it's all coming to the surface now, right? And so what, what do you, where, where, are you, where are you landing on this?
0: Well, for one thing, I can say that, that um, I think one of the women, and Candy or, or Kid mentioned that it can be a male or female. So I, I, I can relate to people that I've come across in my past that it's really all about them. Um, even even other female friendships, you, you know, where you have a, a, a friend a girlfriend, or girlfriend or you know a same-sex friend, and um, they can be draining as well. It's always about them. So I, I thought I found that to stick out with me. That's something we want going to pay attention to um, in relationships. Um, I, I think that that the part about men, you know, not showing empathy is something that we have all kind of contributed to, when well, you know how men are. So I think we want to be tricky with that and recognize and if he's just been a stern man, giving support, you know, given that um, presence or protection, or you know, does he really lack the, the ability to be compassionate and have empathy? Um, we are running into the end of our show. We thought we would get to talking about ethics. FP- um, healthy Exit Patterns, and which we will do next week, we'll talk about the exit strategy and how to safely get out. We, we spent quite a bit of time talking about or defining or clarifying um, the behavior of this narcissist because we thought it was important. But we are going to uh, wrap up our show on We will continue to hang out here. Uh, on social media for a bit on Facebook Live. So y'all hang in there with us, Facebook Live viewers, and for Blog Talk viewers, we thank you so much for being a part of the show. Uh, Please tune in with us next week as we talk about healthy ways to get out of these abusive relationships. Have a great Saturday, and thanks for hanging out with us on Blog Talk Radio.
1: Just love this show, Coffee Talk with Soy. That is your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I'd like to thank the listeners and the guests for joining me in the cafe today. What a wonderful time we had! Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Don't forget to download the app Coffee Talk with Soy from your App Store. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. Stay connected, stay connected, folks, by visiting the website. CoffeeTalkWithSoy.com, as well as looking for us under your social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name Coffee Talk with Soy. Remember, the size of the problem is never the issue. Remember, it's the size of you. Be great because you are awesome. Tell them Soy said so. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye bye.